0: Hello and welcome to the Finger Libraries show on 92.5 Phoenix FM, also now available as a podcast on Anchor.fm and Spotify. You're with Today you're with myself, Donald, Andy, and uh, Andy, we have a very special guest today, do we not?
1: We do indeed. Siobhan, welcome along. Our colleague from Blanchestown Library, do you want to introduce yourself, Siobhan?
2: Thanks, Andy and Donal. Yes, my name is Siobhan Walsh and um, I'm a colleague of both Andy and Donal's in Blanchardstown Library and a long-time reader. Absolutely love reading. So really looking forward to this chat.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, myself and Andy have been looking forward to this as well. Uh, so we've prepared some uh, hard-hitting questions for you about all things books. And uh, we're looking forward to... Um, again to ask you them.
1: Uh,
2: Hard-hitting and difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah you can be assured of that. <laughs> be like a uh, good cop bad cop type type questions. Yeah we, okay. We don't pull any punches on this show.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> so before we get into that we will just want to remind our listeners that unfortunately the finger libraries are closed because we're at level five but we do have all our e-services up and running. Um, and if you want more information on those, please go to the Thingol website at thingol.ie. Okay, well, I think I'll just dive right in with uh, our first question for you, Siobhan, and that is, what have you been reading during lockdown?
2: Okay, well, what I've been, what I normally read is I read fiction, and then I'll alternate with non-fiction. But a lot of the time during lockdown, I've been reading fiction, and I've been reading thrillers and, you know, something that's fairly easy to to read. So the most recent thriller that I read was by uh, an Australian guy called Scrublands. And it's a novel about um, a young priest who just one day opens fire on his congregation and he kills five men before shooting himself. Uh, and a year later a journalist goes to the town to write a feature about the anniversary of the tragedy and then this whole really fascinating story unfolds it's it's just brilliant it takes place during a drought so you can you can feel the heat in the novel you can feel the dryness and the dust it, it's it's a really fantastic thriller i'd highly recommend it
0: that sounds fantastic. Who did you say the
2: author was? It's an Australian called Chris Hammer. Yes. Um, and, and there's lots of really interesting uh, thriller writers coming out of Australia at the moment. There's a great woman writer called Jane Harper. Um, she's been writing thrillers for the last couple of years. You might have heard of The Dry, which I think was one of her first novels that got a lot of recognition. Fantastic. And her uh, her new book is, is, I think, being published in the next couple of days. So she's again, if you're interested in thrillers, she's really one to to look out for. Right. But I've also been sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying I keep an eye on those for sure. They sound very interesting.
2: Now, I've also I have been reading throughout the lockdown um a couple of of non-fiction and and two that I'd that I just found absolutely fascinating was one um it was a a biography of the war correspondent Mary Colvin and it's called In Extremis um and that is it's a heart-wrenching it's a shocking book because she goes to places um like um uh I'm Different places in Africa, the Lebanon, uh, where a lot of journalists would no longer go because the situation there was so dire. So that's a really interesting book. And and another book that I read was The Day the World Exploded um, about Krakatoa, the uh, uh, volcano. Uh, and that's a fascinating book because it's not just about Krakatoa. It's about um, the, the colonial society um, and the inhabitants of the, the islands surrounding Krakatoa, the effect of, of the, you know, the explosion on the whole really Indonesian world and how it affected um, not only the people, but the animals, the, the various islands around it fascinating book absolutely fascinating Well,
0: wow, there's a great mix and variety in there yeah uh,
2: yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So it's,
0: it's, we're now in our third lockdown so there's been plenty of time to uh to branch out that's fantastic <laughs> And do my... you have uh, any questions for us there
1: <laughs> yeah my, my list of my list of books now is getting a uh extensively longer i'll have to start doing a book a day now at this stage um so it's a good it sounds like a a great mix of kind of fiction and non-fiction and what would you kind of usually look for in a book and kind of i suppose like us all you've come across maybe books that you didn't enjoy so what would what would turn you off a book as well
2: What I look for, say, in novels would be I want characters who are believable. Um, I want characters that I can empathize with, even if they're the baddie. I still want to find some, some tiny little bit of ray of hope. Um, in their character. I don't want somebody to be all good or all bad. Um, I like lots of dialogue in a in a novel, um, and I certainly don't like long descriptive passages about, you know, the sofa or the flowers <laughs> over in the the field. You know, that's Me that, yeah. No. no, I I I can do without that. Um, I mean, if the, you know, a little bit is fine to set the context, set the scene. Um, but you know, pages and pages of description—it's—it's it's just not for me and i suppose in non fiction i want i want to learn so i mean i found out a lot about um tectonic plates in that book about krakatoa that i knew nothing about <laughs> um i i i found out about um several early scientists that was just fascinating so as well as being um entertained i want to be educated, I want to learn, and, and you know, I also want to be uplifted. Mm. And something that completely turns me off, which is, you know, this is definitely about being a librarian, if there are typos in the book, <laughs> or, or if there are words missing, or, you know, in the wrong place, it drives me bananas. And I probably won't, if there's more than one or two I could actually stop reading that book, I get so annoyed.
0: Yeah, well, actually I remember seeing a couple of months ago it, it really annoyed me. We had a a new a new copy of one of the Robert Ludlum born novels arrive in and there was a misspelling on the the, the title on the front cover.
2: Oh and my it, god.
0: Yeah, and and <laughs> it wasn't the the mistake wasn't even consistent because in the blurb they spelled the word correctly. I can't remember what the Yeah. Word. I think it I think it was the word supremacy. Uh, right. Supremacy. So yeah, that's, oh. that's a real bugbear of mine too. Oh, puts
2: my teeth on edge. And if they put the apostrophes in the wrong place, well, that's it. Never, <laughs> never forgiven Game again. Over. <laughs> Game over.
0: <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> so Siobhan, I was wondering if you have a favourite author uh, and a, and or a favourite Irish author or now, you and think... a favourite book in particular
2: that's the hardest question to answer it is,
0: isn't it
2: <laughs> it really is because i have loads of favorite authors you know for for different types of books um, and my favourite author today might not be my favourite author tomorrow, depending on, you know, what mood I'm in or what's Absolutely. happened in the world. So it's 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 very difficult. But what I did, because I knew you were going to ask me this question, um, <laughs> was I went through my my bookshelves and I thought, well, maybe if I go according to the volume of books that I have by a particular author, yep. that will throw, you know, that might throw some light on it. So for the Irish authors, it would have to be Column Tobin. I really, right, yeah. I really, really love his stuff, particularly his early novels. Um, and and the one that has has always been closest to my heart is the Heather Burning, sorry, the Heather Blazing, which is is set in Wexford, um and particularly around Gory and, and Enniscorthy. Um and it's about um a high court judge who looks back over his life because he's about to retire and he's he's thinking about you know has he succeeded what has what has his life meant and this is actually Colin tobin's first novel it's it's a wonderful wonderful book it's not a particularly long one but it's it's really evocative of, of a time and a place and and tobin himself is from wexford so he knows it like you know the the palm of his hand, and my dad was from Eros, so I know Wexford a little bit, and it's it's just an absolutely wonderful um, book, particularly considering it's his first novel. Oh, nice. But then I, I'd also have to, you know, um, say that a writer like Kate O'Brien. Um, and I think she's going to be one of the writers that you know, maybe a lot of people will forget about. But she has written some wonderful books. Now she was she's she was born in uh, 1897 in in Limerick. So maybe she's not getting a lot of recognition at the moment, or you know, for the last you know maybe 20, 30 years. Um, but again, she's a she's a wonderful Irish author.
0: Fantastic yeah yeah the column to be in recommendation uh i've i've been jotting down here because i actually just saw um he had a it's part of the irish writers festival but they, they they're doing it online this year he uh he had a conversation with stephen fry where they were kind of talking about they were talk, talked a lot about greek mythology actually and he, yeah. he came across very well i've never read any of his books so i've been wondering where to start so now now i think i know where so thanks. Okay
2: oh let's go to I've been able to give you a, a tip. Um, I might also just say that there's an author um called Kate Chopin. Um now she was she was born in 1850 uh, in in America but she was born into an Irish French family. Um I mean she was born Catherine O'Flaherty. Um and she became Kate Chopin. But her book her It's it's either a long, short story or it's a short novel um, called The Awakening, um, which was written in 1899, and that caused a sensation when it was... Um, when it was published um, because it, it, it was the first time um, that a, a book had been written um, about um, an adulterous passion um, but given a sympathetic treatment. And in fact, she the, the scandal was so big and so hurtful to her that she never published again. And it's an absolutely incredible story of a young wife who finally gets the courage to to leave her husband and and have a, a love affair with somebody else? It's it's really compelling.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I'm always um, I'm always attracted to books that are controversial when they're published mm. or mm. or banned. I feel you can't go if you stick to a banned books list, you can't go too far too far wrong. I find.
2: Okay, well, I have one for you now from Kate O'Brien called The Land of Spices, which she wrote in 1941. um, And believe it or not, it's set in a convent boarding school and that was banned in Ireland. So there is one to add to your list. And it's it's a wonderful book. I think it's her masterpiece.
0: And what was that one again, the Kate O'Brien one? The Land of Spices. The Land of Spices. That sounds like a great one. So, Andy, do you have any more questions for
1: about? Yeah, I suppose you've you spoken about, you know, I suppose empathizing with different characters in a in a book and stuff like that, and you know, um, even you know, reading Irish authors and stuff like that can maybe you know, there's a sense of, um, I suppose, belonging. Um, so, when you're reading books, like they kind of can stir up a lot of emotions and happiness and different feelings. I suppose what's the, the last book that made you cry and I suppose the last book that made you laugh out loud?
2: Um I g you know, I find it very hard to find funny books. Um the one book I um well no, there's a couple of books that I have laughed at um uh in the right sense. Um The The Loved One by Evelyn Waugh. Have you ever heard of that? No, <laughs> it's it's fantastically no. um, yeah, funny. No. Um, it's a story that's set in the whispering glades Memorial park which is basically um a cemetery for animals and it's it's really um hilarious I mean it's basically a satire um on the anglo-american cultural divide um but it, it again it's it's a short book but it's well
1: worth a read
2: um I'll I be, suppose another to... author, Sorry, right, go ahead. Sorry, go
1: on. The, the author's name there again, Eva Wall. Evelyn Waugh. Yeah, the W-A-U-G-H.
2: Yeah, that's it. Evelyn Waugh. I, I, I dare you not to laugh at it. It, it really <laughs> is very funny. Um, Another author who I have to say would make me, would really amuse me is the early works of John Irving. So like um, the, the World According to Garp that's you know th- that's a very funny novel um and another one of his is is a really um sad novel um the cider house rules but it, you know it's not just sad it, it's a wonderful um tale um so i i'd highly recommend if you haven't read john irving um you're in for a treat um Another book now that I found very, very moving, and I I do think I I shed a few tears when I read it, is a book by a a very underrated English author called Tim Pears, P-E-A-R-S, called Landed. And that's about a young guy who suffers um, a freak accident um, and in order to... Get over it. He goes and lives with his um, his grandparents, and, and you know there's actually quite a lot of descriptions of nature in this book, but it actually ties in completely uh, w- with the with the story with the context. It's it's another it's a beautiful book to read. Okay.
0: Fantastic, and now. Um... What, what do we have here next? Oh, so to, to move away from books for a uh, for a moment, because Sean, I know you enjoy a good box out from time to time. So I, I do. Was, I was I was wondering if you have a favourite or least favourite screen adaptation uh, of of a book, and that could be film or TV.
2: Oh yes, now this one got me going. I have to say because <laughs> there are some travesties out there. <laughs> um, yes, there there uh, truly are. There, there really are and and I'm only talking about the travesties of good books now I'm not going to even yeah. delve into bad books books <laughs> that I love that I was traumatized at the thought of the, the films was um, Isabella Allende's house of the spirits oh my. Um, I couldn't even watch that. I mean, the the cast in it, even though, I mean, Meryl Streep is in it, and she's a wonderful actress, but to put her into um, a a film set in Mexico um, is just, it's not right. (laughs) Um, Louis de Bernier's Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Again, another fantastic book, you know, set, I think it was set on Crete, or one of the, the Greek islands during the Second World War. And it's a, a really evocative love story, as well as learning about what life was like during Nazi uh, occupation there. And then to turn it into that dreadful, dreadful film. Uh, horrific. Um, and I suppose the other one that really upset me was Michael Ondace's The English Patient. Oh, with, yeah. Do you remember that with Ray Fines? Oh, my
0: gosh. I, I didn't see it, but I remember when it came out. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the really well. No, it was dreadful
2: because, the, again, it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful book. And the relation, there are different relationships in it. But in the film, they only concentrate on one. And it really sort of loses the point of the whole book if you do that. So th- that they were three that, you know, are horrific, yeah. <laughs> not to put too fine a point it's on a, it. it. It's a real feeling
0: of betrayal, almost. It is.
2: It is. You, it you absolutely feel like the book's is. Yeah. 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 And I think I think a lot for me now depends on the the particular actors that that um they choose to do it. They could be good actors. They could be great actors, but they're they're just not the right people for for the parts. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, uh, and sometimes you might have a director or a producer who loves the book, and it was their decision to adapt it. But they might have an interpretation that's different to to yours or to to most people. So I remember actually, I saw uh, a book I loved, *The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime*.
1: By yes. I saw, yeah.
0: I, I pl- I saw a play book. in the Borgosh Energy Theatre about it, and it was. I found it actually offensive because mm. the, the main character is autistic, and they kind of made not just made light of it, but kind of made made it a joke. Um, oh yeah, yeah, kind of slapstick. Um, yeah, but that, you know, that was that was the worst adaptation I've
1: seen for sure.
2: Yeah, that's not right when they do something like that.
1: And the one you actually mentioned earlier on with the the misprint on the uh, the cover of Robert Ludlum books. Um, I I found that particular one the I'm nearly sure it was the Born Supremacy, um, the translation into a film, uh, with Jeremy Renner, I think it, what it was. Um, I found that very very poor. Um. Oh, they, he replaced Matt Damon, he didn't replaced he? Replaced Matt As Damon a, the for one of the one of tomorrow, right? Yeah, and I just, yeah. yeah, no, not for me. That's a shame. Cause he's he's a good actor, and he is a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, when they get it right,
2: it, it, it can be absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, one of the, the, the ones where they got it right for me um, is Remains of the Day um, and how a young Japanese author, um, you know, Ishiguro, how he, at, I think he was only 23 or 24 when he, when he wrote the book, how he could get into the psyche um, of uh, a butler, Um, in an aristocratic house in England in the early 20th century. I mean, it's just fascinating. Um, Not only how he he was able to write it, he must have. (laughs) 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 You know, it it was both a wonderful book and a wonderful um, adaptation.
0: I'll look out for that one because I'm I'm yet to read it, you girl.
2: Okay, well, yeah, he, I'll he, the I mean, book
0: and, and watch the film, maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah, remains of the day. I think for me now is probably his his best book. Um, but again, you know, John Irving, The World According to Garp and The Cider House Rules, and um, the films uh, of those two, they're terrific. And you know, they've got great actors in them, and they're really sympathetic. But they stick largely to both, both the the, the the format of the book, um, but also to the the feelings that you get from the book. So it's a, they're a joy to watch.
0: Fantastic, yeah. No, I actually I've talking about one that uh, that worked out well. Uh, I thought Train Spotting. Having read the book, I, I saw the film first, but having read the book, I I realised just what an achievement it was to make a film out of that book because it mm. it doesn't it's obviously written in you know thick. Uh, Edinburgh dialect. Um, yes. And it's completely kind of uh, haphazard in how it's presented. The the, the, the narrative, does it, it jumps back and forth through different characters through different times without really telling you why or when it's doing it. Um, so the, the, it, Danny Boyle did a great job directing that book. It's just fantastic.
2: He's a good good director.
0: Yes, for sure. Okay, Andy, do you, oh, we're we're getting slightly tight on time
1: you want to yeah yeah the the next the next question i suppose is suited to a quick fire a quick fire question um your favorite reading snack or drink
2: none that's a quick answer i don't No, i don't read i don't eat when i'm reading
0: (laughs) You you feast on the words Exactly. And do you
1: <laughs> stop do you have, on the words. <laughs> do you have like a favorite time of the day or a, a place to to read?
2: Um yes, I no I normally read in the evenings um uh and I, I love reading in bed. I just find that so comfortable or else lying on a on the bed. Um and if I tie in, you know, maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday morning again. I, I I'll read in bed and I always read when I'm on public transport, which obviously I yeah. haven't been f- for quite a while.
0: Yeah. yeah I feel <laughs> Or in like the actually, shade. Yeah, I like to read on the on public transport, like you said, and I feel like probably reading less just because I'm not on public transport. Yeah,
2: anymore. me too.
0: And also my lunch breaks and work I always like to read, so I'm having yeah. a hard time in, in other ways.
2: I've noticed you doing that, Donna. but I can't read for maybe 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I don't find that satisfactory. I, I want to get stuck in and, and read for at least an hour. I, I, I find I need that. Otherwise, I get fed up with the book, you know, just a few pages here, a few pages there. So I'm envious of people who can read for a few minutes and then do something else and, you know, come back to a book maybe later on that day and, and read for another little while.
1: I I'm envious yeah. also of you reading at lunchtime down. I I try it at times, but if there's stuff going on around me, um well, it's it's not. Well if I'm if I'm you.
0: honest, Andy, I am only pretending to read so I don't have to, read, <laughs> to Suspicious of that, all right. <laughs> okay, well, um I guess I oh, yeah, I've got um a three yeah a few a few final questions for you here Siobhan before we wrap up well I will wrap up with a game of Booker Crook I believe okay uh, which myself and Andy be looking forward to so I was wondering if um, if there's a, uh, a book that you're eagerly anticipating coming out this year
2: um, the answer to that is yes, but I can't remember the name of it. I'd have to go and look for it because I marked it off on one of the, you know, one of the recommendation lists. But can I tell you about another one that um, I was eagerly anticipating last year and actually um, pre-ordered it and got it in March? But I haven't read it yet because the time hasn't been right. A, a lot of books for me, I have to, they have to be read, you know, when the when the time is right. So Absolutely. that book I'm is, that. yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> is um, the Hilary Mantel book, *The Mirror and the Light*, which is, you know, the the last in the trilogy about yeah. uh, from Wolf Hall. Um, And I I have it here in front of me and it's a huge book and I'm so looking forward to it. But the time hasn't come yet for me to read it.
0: I'm, I'm the same way, funny enough, the time hasn't come for me to read any of that trilogy yet but I very much intend on doing it because are they as good as, as they're made out to be? They must be.
2: Well, they were for me, I have to say, yeah. And and, and I was a little bit sceptical when I started, before I started to read the first one because I, I really wasn't sure um, because there was a lot of hype about it. I, I don't think I read it for maybe two or three years after it had been published because I wanted n- not to judge it on the hype and yeah. it is i just found it spectacular and the adaptation the tv adaptation of it is class absolutely class
0: Brilliant. okay and finally i'm going to ask you your three desert island books i know it's i know it's a tough one and you don't need to explain them in extraordinary detail but um yeah, we would love to know your three desert island books, and also if you had to pick one book for everyone in the world to read and make this world a better place, what book would that would you pick?
2: Okay, well the three books I I'm going to cheat, um I'm going to take the collected works of Charles Dickens because I just think wow he oh. he you know he covers all aspects of life. Um, they're funny, they're sad, they're entertaining, they're enlightening. So that would be my, my first book. Um, and then a book that I've had on my shelf for a little while but I haven't read and I'm really looking forward to the right moment is a book called We Were Eight Years in Power by Ta Nahishi Coates and it's it's basically about the eight years um when um Barack Obama was in in power and um, and it's also looking at um the the history of slavery and racism and um, so I think that would be that would be a book that I would really enjoy. Um, and I think just something much lighter would be Jane Harper's, that's the Australian thriller writer, her new book, which is coming out in a couple of um, weeks' time. I'll take that with me as well, please.
0: Choices.
2: And then there was another question, wasn't there, Andy? I'm sorry. Oh, yes, the book that everybody should read. Well, I'll give you an author that I think everybody should read. um, And that's Primo Levi who is the Italian chemist who wrote um, so movingly, both in in memoir and in fiction and non-fiction, uh, about the Second World War. He's actually a survivor of Auschwitz. Auschwitz, um, And he's really, he is a profound writer. Um, So, If Not Now, When is one of his famous novels. Um, Mm. But he he has lots of other uh, other books and and they're all relatively short, but I I I don't think anybody could read some of his stuff and not be both enlightened and uplifted.
0: Brilliant. Fantastic, thanks for that, Siobhan. My my list like Andy's is swelling. <laughs> so, I know. Uh, Any time you talk to.
2: Anytime you talk to somebody who's enthusiastic about about books or films, sure, I go away with a long list as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No harm in us at all. Exactly. So unfortunately, we have to wrap up. But before we do, I think we just about have enough time for a quick game of booker crook. Oh. So, so Siobhan, I don't think you've played booker crook before. Basically, myself and Andy will give you, in this edition, it's going to be a very bare bones booker crook, we will give you two book titles, one will, mm-hmm. we'll have um, picked from our virtual e-shelves on BorrowBox, and right. another another
1: we will have completely fabricated, and you'll have to tell us which you think we made up. Okay. Or they all may be fabricated, or they all may be books, who knows?
0: Okay, okay. And, uh,
1: okay. Go ahead. You, Do you you want to start us off? Yeah, I will fire away with my two. How to avoid huge ships. Ships,
2: S-H-I-P-S.
1: Yeah, gladly.
2: Okay. Okay, what's the other one?
1: Do you think that is a book or a crook?
2: Well, oh, no, tell me the other one first and then I'll tell you. Both. Oh,
1: no, that, that's not part of the rules now.
2: <laughs> oh, it is
1: not? We'll make an exception seeing as you're a special No, no,
2: guest no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 I'll play by the rules. How to avoid big ships. Um, I think that's fabricated.
1: Okay, and the next one then is footing turf, a guide for Dubliners.
2: Oh God Almighty! How <laughs> um, I really don't know. Sure, let's take a stab at. It's a real title.
1: Okay, Donald, do you want to uh, fire away there?
0: Okay, so my two titles. I'll I'll, I'll be nice unlike and Andy and give them both here at the same time. Um, Thank you. So, so my first is the Panther in my kitchen. And the second one is two jars of horseradish and a packet of crisps.
2: (laughs) Well, if they're not titles, they should be. Um, (laughs) The panther in my kitchen. Um, No, I won't go with that. Um, I, I think that's a fabrication. And yes to the second one. I think that's a real title.
0: Okay, well, Siobhan, I can reveal that it, <laughs> with 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 my two titles, you are wrong on both counts.
2: Oh, great. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> the, pa- the,
0: the Panther in My Kitchen is a new memoir by Brian Blessed. That's available as an oh, audiobook from Borrowed Books. Oh, I, I, ate, I finished a jar of horseradish yesterday, so it was on my mind.
2: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I love it. What about you, Andy? Uh,
1: unfortunately, Siobhan, you've got both of them wrong in my books as well. <laughs> um, oh, the,
2: wonderful. The book about chips
1: is a nautical book by John W. Trimmer, and it's the most right. random book I could find. And I was watching something on RTE yesterday, and I saw... Um, I saw them uh, footing turf in the bog and I laughed and I said there's my, my crook now for
2: tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, I have to say. Now, there are four eminent titles.
0: <laughs> well, brilliant. <laughs> and, Andy, for the first time ever, we both win in a game of Booker Crook. <laughs> great achievement! It's a great feeling.
2: Oh, dear. <laughs> so on that
0: bombshell, unfortunately, we must end. Siobhan, thanks a million for for coming on and talking to us. And um,
2: not at all. It was a great pleasure. It it was really lovely because I, I went back and looked at my bookshelves and, you know, picked out books that I hadn't read for ages. And thinking, oh gosh, I should read that again. Or gosh, there's an author now. I only have one of their books. I better go and find out some. You know, see if there are other books by them that I that I like. So it, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you about it, and it's been a great tool for me to to find some more books. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you very much, Savannah. Your knowledge has been very insightful for my 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 extensive list of books. So thanks for coming on.
2: Not at them. all. A real and, pleasure.
1: And thank you to the listeners as
0: always for this. Sloan live.
1: Bye.